but uh, it's three minutes past three, uh, so running slightly late, but uh, it's time for today's Side B with JB. Uh, it's a feature I've been doing on the show for the last uh, year or so that I've been doing the show, uh, where I've been bringing in uh, one of my favorite albums from home and playing the entire B-side of it. Sometimes it's like you know, maybe half an hour of music, um, sometimes it's less. Today it's going to be a bit less because uh, the album that I've brought in is uh, my copy of Outkast's uh, third studio album called Aquemini, and uh, it's a triple LP, so it goes all the way up to side F, so side B is actually only three tracks. Uh, sides, uh, the songs we're going to hear off side B are Aquemini, the title track of the album, uh, Synthesizer featuring George Clinton, and uh, Slump. Um, People should know who Outkast are, uh, although they have not uh, really been recording together for quite a while. Um, the two-piece out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, um, East Point, uh, Outkast, uh, Andre 3000, a.k.a. Uh, Andre Benjamin, and uh, Antoine Patton, a.k.a. Big Boy, um, got together in kind of the early 90s and um, put out uh, a handful of albums throughout their time together, six albums, uh, 1994's Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, uh, AT Aliens in 96, Aquemini in 1998, Stanconia, 2000, um, Speakerbox and the Love Below, double album in 2003, and Idlewind in 2006. Um, so we're going to listen to a few songs from Aquemini. Their third studio album uh, came out in uh, 1998 on LaFace Records, and um, the album title is a combination of the two artists, uh, Zodiac Signs, Big Boys and Aquarius, and uh, Andre 3000 is a Gemini. Um, but before I play the tracks, uh, I'm going to play, um, it's kind of something I did last week, because last week I brought in, um, Frank and Dank's 20, uh, 48 Hours instrumental version, all, all produced and written by, um, Jay Dilla, who, um, he, he was born, uh, you know, born and died in the month of February, and, uh, since it is, um, Black, uh, History Month here, not here, but, uh, not here, but in North America, particularly in the United States, um, that's kind of my focus for the feature this month. Uh, and I played a small, uh, interview with Frank and Denk talking about Jay Dilla before I played the tracks last week, so I found a few little interview clips, um, one with, uh, Andre 3000, um, and one with Big Boy. They're being interviewed separately by different, uh, interviewers. Um, but even though Outcast isn't a thing anymore, uh, at least for the time being, uh, the artists have been doing their own thing. Uh, Big Boy's been releasing solo albums, doing some great collaborations, and, uh, Andre 3000's been doing acting and clothing line. You might have seen him, uh, portraying Jimi Hendrix in, uh, in that movie pretty recently. Alright, so here's, uh, here's a little chatting with, uh, Andre 3000, and then a little bit of a chat with Big Boy, and then we'll hear those three tracks from Outkast's album AT Aliens. Alright, you're on the one, this is JB's Dreamland, and here's Side B with JB. If somebody was to do a, a movie on Outkast and was to highlight one year, what, uh, what year would it be and why? Ah, that would be a hard one because it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint a year of, um, of Outkast. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's really, really hard. Because, I mean, we've gone through different phases. Uh, certain years meant certain things, you know. Certain years were breakout years. Certain years were, now we're in the industry. Now we're breaking out of the industry that we tried to get into. So it's like, you just have to choose which part of the outcast story you want to get into. Not being in a cage is something that 
in the Jimmy movie when they were trying to get him to be oh, are you blues, you know, this or that. He definitely didn't want to have any kind of like barriers or limitations. Is that something that you feel that you also battle? Yeah, I think everybody in any industry, um, if, if someone likes you for a certain thing and you have any inclination to do anything different, you will be pulled back and, you know, in a certain way, unless it's a product. Like if you're Coca-Cola and people just love this formula of drink, um, you know, you can make, make that forever. But uh, when it comes to, you know, presenting um, art forms that kind of are based on how you feel as a human, it's hard to keep yourself in a certain place. It's kind of wrong to do it, I think. Uh, some people are good at it because they've gotten it down to a formula, but I've never uh, gotten into it. I mean, the thing I get out of it is, you know, stretching out and having fun with it. So as long as I can, you know, be shooting for the stars with it and people are along for the ride, that's what I'm in it for. One of my favorite things, actually, of Outkast is that every album, there was a new journey. And sometimes I didn't always get it musically, like switch shifting from one to the other, but it's like I had to listen to it a few couple times. And because I respected Outkast so much, I would listen to it until I finally got it. Okay, with Stan Coney, they're going this way. With ATL, they're going this way. Right. Do you purposely set out to kind of reinvent yourself in between albums, or is that just something that naturally happened? Or? No, no, it's, it's, it's not a plan. And I swear it was never a plan. It really boils down to the time in between the albums, like the life you've lived, uh, your influences during that time, you know, turned on to new music, getting bored. Um, all those things make up whatever the next album would have been. And, you know, we were in a different time. Like now you have artists that drop three, four mixtapes a year and an album. Uh, but it was, you got to think, we were like two years between every album. So we were damn like different people between every album. We were kids when they first met us, so by the time y'all saw us at, um, you know, Stankoni and all those albums, we were just growing into being an adult, really knowing what we were about, or trying to figure out what we were about, so you were just seeing growth and the music went with it. You've recently mentioned that uh, you don't want to rap past 40 uh, because you don't want to bring old blood into it. When I look at hip-hop, I see Jay-Z 44, Eminem 41, Kanye 37, Pharrell 41, they're still pretty much dominating the game. Do you think there's something about hip-hop in specific that you think needs new blood, or is it just something you personally feel? Yeah, yeah, definitely, and it's, I'm glad you pointed that out because even just the origin of the word um, hip-hop, first you have to be hip, and the older you get, you get further away from the hipness. I mean, you can know what's going on, but you know, there's always new slang, there's always new rhythms, new patterns, all that kind of stuff. And once you start trying to imitate that thing, I mean, people see it, man, you know, and it, it becomes embarrassing at a, at a point. And, um, and this is just my personal opinion. Like, I, you know, just feel like I, you know, wouldn't have much to offer, you know, to the game after a certain point. You know, it's like being a boxer. And a lot of people don't like to talk about it because it seems like it's a... Um, you know, kind of like a negative look at it, but it's just life, man. You know, we're all going to die. That's just, you know, we don't like to talk about it, but we are going to die. And I've seen my heroes not be as cool. And it's not, it's not that they're not as good as they were when they started. It's just the world progressed. The world actually took them in and learned everything they're doing and spit it back out in a whole new way. So it's like, it's beyond you at this point. As long as you feel it, you know, as long as you want to make albums, if it's in your heart, because I've seen Jay-Z and, you know, I've seen um, Eminem and Kanye, you know, kill it. As long as it's in your heart and you want to do it, you know, keep doing it. I think there's a difference between surviving and putting out albums and thriving, too. 
you know, and just having the pulse of what's going on, I think there's a huge difference. So you just have to figure out what, what are you really trying to do? And I got into it, you know, as a youngster to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just the honest to God truth. And as a fan of wanting to see people fuck shit up, I want to see the youth to do it in that way, you know. And I think at a certain point, um, you know, unless you want to hear about, you know, parenting and how it is with my 16-year-old and, you know, not wanting to get, going to get prostate exams, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, at, at a certain point, what am I talking about? I'm not on the street at that level, you know. So I just have to find something that I'm honest you know what I can do I mean like in rock and roll you have all these rock and roll stars that were back killing it back in the day now they're doing music for like Broadway shows so as hip hop artists we got to figure out well what is that thing for us mm -hmm. because it starts to become inauthentic and embarrassing after a point you know to, that's just my opinion I saw uh, you at Lollapalooza with Big Boy and it actually seemed like you're actually having fun. I don't know if I was just projecting my energy yeah, just being yeah, happy fun. to be there. It's definitely fun. Uh, has there been a turning point in, in the tour where you've gone back into it? Yeah, yeah. I think, see, see, the thing is, is like when you're going out and doing these kind of anniversary, you know, type tours, which I'm, I'm glad we decided to do it because I think it was a great thing to happen, especially right now with like the 90s resurgence with kids wanting to know, you know, what was Outkast like, or what was Wu-Tang like, or what was Nas like, and those are my contemporaries, so, you know, we're all out doing these shows now, you know, presenting songs that we wrote when we were like 17, 18 years old, so it feels great that you see these new eyes, these new kids into the music, and also you see these 40-year-old, 36-year-old people jamming to it too, you know, they're, they have their families and three kids and minivans and soccer moms and all this kind of stuff, but you remember them and they remember those songs and those songs are part of their lives. You can't, I'd never be able to take that away, you know? So that was the most fun part about touring, just knowing that we're giving people these songs that, you know, they remember that were part of their life. Cause I'm a fan of music too. And I know how I felt, you know, when I heard, you know, my favorite acts, you know, as a high school. Definitely. Now, will there ever be another Outkast album? Is there any, is that something that's being worked on? Or are we going to hear that soon? I'm sure you get that question a lot. I mean, Whenever Dre want to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's whatever. I'm on my second album. I'm, I'm ten songs into my third one right now. So, when's the last time you spoke to Dre? Uh, last week. Oh, so y'all y'all still speak? So it could it could happen. Anything is possible. Oh, is that something goodness. you even want to do though? Do you even long to do another Outkast album? Like, they I mean, owe the fans, man. They don't I mean, owe the fans I, nothing. I mean, it would it would be cool to do it for the fan. The fans want it, you know what I'm saying? But like at the same time, man, I'm, I mean, my music is evolving into something else, and you know. Whenever he want to get in the studio, it's always open. We own the stank on your studio together, so the door is always open. He got keys to the building. Right. So you never get tight, like, let's go on tour, let's make this money. Because I could see, like, you know, Charlemagne want to do something, and then he say, you know what, I don't want to do it no more. And that's the Breakfast Club money. Like, no, we no, got to no, fight. I don't let them stop me from doing nothing anymore. No, no, no. It's, it's nothing like that. No, I, I never stopped touring. <laughs> I never stopped touring. I toured 18 months off my last album. I've been everywhere except for... Uh, China and, and Africa, mm -hmm. and so I'm, I'm probably gonna, you know, turn into the festival killer again on this one. But I mean, it'd be good to get up there and do some shows, you know, with them. I know the fans, the fans really want it. Yeah, absolutely. So you told us uh, on the weekend jams on MTV that uh, uh, Andre, y'all turned down a million dollars. Yeah, offered y'all a million dollars a show. Yeah, and he didn't want to do it. 
It's, it's, that's every day, but that's like, fighting words right there, big boy. Like, nah. come on, you got y'all brothers. Y'all can fight one to twice. I mean, me and Charlamagne fight every once in a while. I mean, how much money do you want? You know, we've been doing all of it. I mean, some people do, you know, but we don't worship money, man. You know how long we've been doing this. You know how much, you know how much cheese is is, is sitting around stacked up. It's Operation Grind is stacked. Like, mm. I mean, so you're thinking if if, if he can turn down a million dollars a night, what we sitting on? Man, that's what Chris Tucker said. You see where he at right now? He messed Very up, true. man. A yeah. lot of these was rappers. That a, was that a million a piece? Or no, I mean. A million for the group? Yeah, yeah. And now it's still there. I respect yeah. that though. You turn out a million. You mess up a million dollars for me, Charlotte. Man, we fighting. It's yeah, but we ain't sitting on forty like. Uh, yeah, you right. How much are you worth, big boy? Oh man, that's you mess up a hundred thousand, Charlotte. Man, we fighting. <laughs> you mess up ten thousand, we fighting. Big boy worth about forty million dollars, fifty million dollars, probably more than that. Oh man, you know them folks watching me. <laughs> They're gonna get me out of here. How was the How was the industry changed from when you first started? Um, it's it's the, it's the digital age now. You know what I'm saying. So right now, you don't have to go through you know saying record label just to 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 get your music out. Um, you can do it at a push of a button from your own social network or from your computer. Like, so I can record a song every day and just give it away. You know what I'm saying. Right. Or um, put it on iTunes and sell it sell it myself. So I mean, it just depends on what your product sound like. Most of all, you know. Now you also started a, a label a couple of years ago, and you had Killer Mike, you had Bubba Sparks. Yeah. And what's Monet? Yeah. Still got it. She was just at my house the other night. Yeah. Recording? Uh, listening to my album. Okay. Yeah, right. that could easily yeah, be turned could, into yeah. a vicious lie and dangerous room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Monet was at Big Boy's house the other yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And then listening to her, I was listening to her new record. I'm a co-executive producer on her new record, and she wanted to hear my my album. And she came over to about, about 8 o'clock in the morning. We were just kicking it, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. She's very fresh. Man, she the new album is jamming too. Any more label stuff? You you, you still running the label or, or you kind of um, giving up? I mean, I'm just kind of placing deals here and there. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I figure my I'm most valuable um, when I'm in my creative space. So right. I, I make music with the artists and things like that. I am work, working with this new group called Fishhawk. I got my group Vonnegut just put out their album last week. Fishhawk. Yeah, Fishhawk. Mm -hmm. um, is that a rock group? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a dope, dope, dope band. Um, mm -hmm. They actually. Um, uh, produced the intro and the outro to my record, uh, Ascending and Descending, mm -hmm. dope group out of Atlanta. Um, I got Janelle Monet. Um, just try to do little one-off things like me, Killer Mike, and Peel gonna put the project together mm -hmm. and just working like that. But I mean, sitting behind the desk. So, um, yeah. 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 Now, now, when it comes to vicious lies and Even the sun goes down, heroes eventually die. Horoscopes often lie, and sometimes lie. Nothing is to show, nothing is to certain. Nothing lasts forever, but until they close the curtain. Tapping the brakes from off them corners that we be bending. And Volkswagen and Bonavillas, Chevrolets and Coupe 
bills. If you ain't got no rims, nigga, don't get no wood grain steering wheel. For real, you can go chill out and steal bills. That's paper stack instead of going to overkill. Pay your fucking people bill, bitch. Another chapter live from Home of the Brave with dirty dollars, beauty parlors, baby ballers, bowling ball and parlors, street scholars, majoring in culinary arts. You know how to work bread, cheese, and dough from scratch. But see the catches, you can get caught. Know what you're selling, what you're about, so cut that big talk. Let's walk to the bridge, meet me halfway. Now you may see some chilling dead off in the pathway. It's them poor babies walking slowly to the candy lady. It's looking bad, need some hope, like the words maybe. If or probably more than a hobby when my turntables get wobbly they don't fall i'm sorry y'all i often drift i'm talking gifts so when it comes you never look the horse inside his grill of course you know i feel like the barrel of bad news don't want to be it but it's needed so what have you now question is every nigga with dreads for the cause is every nigga with goals for the fall no so don't get caught up in appearance it's outcast equimini another black experience Even the sun goes down, heroes eventually die. Horoscopes often lie, and it's sometimes why. Nothing is for show, nothing is for certain. Nothing lasts forever, but until they close the curtain, it's him and I, Aquemini. The name is Big Boy, Daddy Fat Sacks, the nigga that like them Cadillacs. I stay down with these streets, cause these streets is where my folks at. Better know that. Some say we pro-black, but we professional. We missed a lot of the church, so the music is our professional. Get off the testicles and the nut sacks. You bust round, we bust back. Get get back. The real niggas that's out here trying to spit facts. You hear that, you can't come near that. Maybe you need to quit, quit. Cause the criminal eyes Aquarius and the Gemini running shit like this. My yeah. mind warps and bends, floats the wind. Count to ten, meet the twin. Andre Ben, welcome to the lion's den. A red gen, no skin, many men comprehend. I extend myself so you go out and tell a friend Sin all depends on what you believe in end. Faith is what you make it, that's the hardest shit since MC Ren Alien can blend right on end with your kin Look again, cause I swear I spot one every now and then It's happening again, wish I could tell you when Andre, this is Andre, y'all is just gonna have to make amends the sun goes down, heroes eventually die Horoscopes often lie, and sometimes why Nothing is for show, nothing is for certain and none lasts forever, but until they close the curtain, it's him and I, Aquemini.
the realness of reality. You mad at me? Boy, how you gonna handle me? You want me to lollygag and talk that bullshit? I refuse to play, so I'm gonna speak that southern good shit. That harder than your hood shit. Lil shit, that make y'all niggas think about the trigger before you pull it. On liquor stores and banks, some folks got more than enough bullets to put that ass off in the slang. Don't play no game. We the niggas that did that ain't no thing, but a chicken wing was still dope. How you gonna play a nigga like Dildo? We outcast till it's over, barbecue and never meal dope. For real, bro. Yeah. In tonight's news, 20th century technology. As a computer age scientist and doctors gone too far, Einstein or Frankenstein, Dr. Scholes or Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde, are we digging into new ground or digging our own grave? Story at 11. of toxic, wasted doctors, computer bugging, debugging, devicer, and vice versa, and various viruses, forming with laser-like precision and verbal incision, void linguistic, ballistic lobotomy, mind-fucking you of psychosodomy of the medulla oblongata, except your mind down your spine and out your behind. Synthesizer, microwave me, give me your drugs so I can make seven babies, pump my breath so can you suck the fat up, please make my life a bit like ain't no such thing as bad luck, my nose ain't right, you think I need a new one, just take your bigger yellow, red or black or a blue one, virtual reality, virtual bullshit, synthesizer preachers can reach you up in the pulpit, who a bitch, give me my gas so I can smoke this nigga, tell his mama not to cry because they can hunt him quicker than it took his daddy to make him, niggas fight and pervade him, What's up, man? What's up, player? What's up? What's up? What you need? What you need? Shit, trying to smoke good like you. Shit, I ain't smoking good. I'm just over here trying to pay these bills, my nigga. What's what it, what it look like for the Oski Woski? Shit, for you? Since you my nigga? Shit, 65. 
Yeah. You just saw me fit that other day. This some of that goddamn LA. This some of that this some of that West Coast. So it had, must have had a fifteen dollar plane ticket add hey, on to the motherfucker. I can't. I ain't the one to put the tag on the money. I just sell it to you just like I get it. You know what I'm saying? Stem season, everything, huh? Shit, you know how I go, player. I'm gonna tell you like this. I can't even smoke like that, so you can go and keep that. Oh, shit, I'll holler at you later. All right, on. then I'll holler at you too, then, nigga. Shit. Don't holler at me no more. Holler at you. Bye, nigga. Yo. Money you spent, but in the real world, you're surrounded by these ladies and chicks who hang around you because you be buying all the weed and all the chicken. Being everybody smoking them out when you wrote, though they was missing. Now you're riding by four deep, starting to tear up your suspension. And your baby mom on child support, my fault, forgot to mention. You don't even have a checking account when thinking about no pension. I used to work at Steak and L.O. Gold off in the kitchen. Had determination and graduating, I got the whole rap world fascinated. I wanted a piece of the pie for me and my family, so I made it. Continue to sell dope, it's paying the bill, so you gon' do it. But legislation got this new policy three strikes and you're ruined. Now where your crew went? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm stripping, dressing dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the tag top. Born and bred up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot. And forever holler. When we see cops. Stripping, dressing dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the tag top. Born and bred up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot. And forever holler. When we see cops. Hey. Me and my buddy on the cut and they know we serving them slaps We better watch what we doing and look out for your nap And quit reading up and standing on this same old block Before our gangsta's partner get both of a shot Niggas talking cause they making some flow But still ain't did nothing that ain't been done before You can't be trying to showcase, just put it down for your spot And improvise and work with that little you got So I think when I finish selling my last sack I'm gonna take some of this money and go and give some back Cause people won't forget about the time you gave, know what I'm saying? And start thinking about a path to pay. I'm stripping, dressing dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the tag top. Born and bred up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot. And forever holler. When we see cops. Stripping, dressing dirty, dirty. Gonna represent it to the tag top. Born and bred up on the street top. Get to the money in the sweet spot. And forever holler. When we see cops.
Alright, uh, that was today's Side B with JB. Uh, three tracks from uh, Outkast's third studio album, Aquemini, uh, largely regarded as one of the best uh, hip hop albums out of the 90s. A little tune that we composed back on the first album. I know a lot of y'all uh, players out there thought we weren't gonna come back at y'all with this thing here, but it go a little something like this. A little bit like this. Uh, the tracks we heard uh, off uh, Aquemini were Aquemini, Synthesizer, and Slump. Uh, Outkast um, kind of, you know, stayed pretty uh, gangsta and underground for quite a while, although their albums did really well. Um, not really uh, rewarded by the uh, sort of you know, music industry institution of the uh, Grammy Awards until their uh, album Speaker Box Love Below. Uh, they won Album of the Year at the Grammys, the first rap group to do so. And um, yeah, just went down in history as one of the biggest rap groups out of the 90s. Uh, production on that album said to have influenced uh, Kendrick Lamar on his uh, second album, Good Kid, Mad City, and uh, no doubt still influencing people, uh, hip-hop artists around the world.